Thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio from the CEP Network. If you like what you hear, do us a favor and hit that subscribe button on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts and give us that five-star rating. Maybe even leave a review to let others know what you think of the show. And while you're at it, give us a like and a share on the socials and tell all your friends about the variety that you get right here on the CEP Network. The CEP Network now has a promo code for one of the best nutrition and supplement companies in the business for you to use. Just go to truenutrition.com, look at all of the great products, place your order, and when you go to make your payment, type in CEPN in the promo code box for 5% off of your entire order. It is that easy. If you have been following us around on the social medias, you know that we've been teamed up with Bijack out of St. Louis for all of the CEP Network merchandise for all of the shows. So I'm not going to lie. I really didn't have much merchandise personally, and I've been seeing people pop up with hoodies and shirts and other swag. So I went ahead and ordered a bunch of stuff recently, and I couldn't be more happy. Bijack has raised the bar on comfort and convenience. Go to buyjack.com slash CEP and take a look at the tees, hoodies, mugs, and koozies for Raised on the Radio and the rest of the CEP network and get you some gear. You will be glad you did. In this episode, we talk about the Ben Askren and Jake Paul boxing match. We talk about UFC fight night and go through some of the rankings. And we go through some well-known and not-so-well-known 90s bands. If you'd like to get a hold of Patrick Blair or myself, you can reach out on the social medias. You can reach us on the Raised on the Radios, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter pages. And if you have any questions, concerns, comments, or topics you would like to get our thoughts on, don't hesitate to reach out. And now, let's get into the episode. Well, hello there. Thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio. I am one half of this show. I am Cole Brocato. My good friend Patrick Blair in Zoomland, how are you this morning, sir? Fantastic. I was hoping to be drinking this morning. Why? Like, In celebration like, of a Ben Askren oh, okay, win. Okay. But that, uh, that, didn't, that didn't happen. Ooh, not by a long shot did that happen. Well, look. <laughs> Let's just dive right in, huh? Um, when I saw the weigh-ins, when I saw how tubby he was, I was like, well, that doesn't make sense. That doesn't look like a guy who was taking this remotely seriously. In the slightest, you know? Yeah, but do you think it's just maybe he just feels like boxing's like a, a different thing? Like maybe he didn't feel like he needed to be in like an like MMA shape? Not, I mean, he's always been like a dad bod guy. He's regardless. never looked like that. During his entire MMA career, he never looked like that. Yeah, he had even when he was in the ring, he had some roles going on. Correct. Which was very odd to me. And then, and That's then, like the the pre, like the pre, uh, I guess the weigh-ins is what it was. I guess what I seen. I mean, he, all he was like, all it was was him joking around. Like it didn't seem like he he just was just playing with this whole thing. Well, he made it. Yeah, no, you're right. He made it very clear that he was making a lot of money to do something that he was likely never going to do again. Right. How serious would you take it? Right. Meaning, how serious would you take winning? Yeah. Do you think he really what? So what happens if he does win? Is he going to become a boxer now? Is he going to fight Logan Paul? He's not going to do anything. Absolutely. Take that money and go back to his life. Absolutely not. But it goes back to, you know, we talked about this when they first were announcing this, like Ben Askren's not a boxer, never been a boxer in MMA. That wasn't stop you real quick. Boxing wasn't his forte. Hold on. Go ahead. Go ahead. Neither is Logan Paul okay, or Jake I, Paul. I'm sorry, Jake Paul. Jake fought last night. I get him confused. I know. They're I, both going bald. Uh, <laughs> neither is Jake Paul. And I get it, but that's what drives me nuts because 
what does this do for Jake Paul's career? Nothing. Career in what? In uh, as a YouTuber, I, as a <laughs> social media troll, <laughs> works wonders for that career. Uh, not in his boxing career. Okay, he well, tweeted. So hey, he tweeted. Okay, go ahead. He he, he tweeted. Um, <laughs> I don't know exactly what it said, but it said something along the lines of, "When are you going to stop doubting me and start believing in me?" or something like that. Mm, how about when you actually fight a boxer? Okay, let me ask you this. What Might if, be a good start. What if, so there were there was rumors swirling around that Michael Bisping was asked to do this fight before they picked Askren oh, or before God. Askren took it. Yeah. If Paul would have done the same thing to Bisping, would you accept Paul a little more? Or would you be saying the same things you're saying now? I would, okay, no, I would not be saying, I would still say you need to fight a boxer. Stop pulling old guys out of retirement who, A, never were professional boxers. They were professional MMA fighters. However, that would win over some sort of my respect, I guess is the word I'll use. I hate using that word when it comes to that guy, but because um, Bisbing is a badass, he's an animal. Uh, he's got more heart than most human beings, and he can strike. Um, he boxed his entire MMA career. Yeah. He said something interesting during the UFC broadcast last night. He said that he never attempted a submission in the UFC. Is that true? Whoa. I think it might be. I started thinking about all his fights and I was kind of like playing back some of them in my head. If you think about a lot of the guys he fought, the, if, if it is true, that's incredible. Yeah. That's incredible. Wow. Think about some of the, the compromising positions he found himself in against certain guys. Vitor, Chael Sonnen, uh, all these guys. Mm -hmm. Wow. Never he all, but he was, I mean, he was, I mean, that's how he fought. He, he kicked box and he boxed. Yeah. You know, um, when he knocked Anderson Silva down, he wanted no part of the ground, you know? And for you, there was a time if you asked Anderson, Anderson Silva, to box with you, you were a fucking lunatic. Right. You were you didn't have a brain. Right. But he was like, no, 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 no. Get back up. I'm gonna box your face off now. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, if it were Bisbing, whatever, fine. But let me just make one thing clear. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Even old Michael Bisbing wipes the floor with that kid's face. What is his name again? Jake Paul. Yeah. Um he needs to fight a boxer. Enough with this YouTuber. That that was a celebrity boxing match. That's all it was. People can say what they want. Yeah, Ben Askren fought MMA. Ben Askren, ben Askren also was retired. Also was coming off a hip surgery. And also, I don't think he gives a fuck right. about boxing. He absolutely, he absolutely didn't. Because, so, I was wondering it, when I seen the knockout if Askren maybe, like, nerves got to him at all. Because he just seemed awkward in there maybe it's just because he's never boxed before like boxed another human being in an actual setting like that but can just, i can, can i give you my theory uh-huh i think the five hundred thousand dollar check cleared and he <laughs> wanted to get out of there as soon as possible that's what i think and, that, and now beating that, up that kid that's wouldn't a, have been the quickest way out of there that's a lot of uh i don't give a shit if you're willing to just let that kid Give you a strong Again. right to the jaw to where you land on your face. 
I really, really, throughout the process, I watched Ben Askren on several different shows and listened to him on podcasts. I love his attitude. I've actually always liked his attitude about fighting. He's a troll, yes, but he knows he has to be because he's not the most entertaining fighter because he doesn't strike, because he was a wrestler. He knows how people feel about wrestling and MMA, Mm -hmm. so he had to be this way. But his attitude in the build-up to this was like, yeah, so if I lose, I lose. I go back to my life. If I win, then I prove that this kid's not as tough as he says he is. But also, if he would have won, I don't think he would have proved much anyway. There was nothing right. to gain yeah. for Ben Askren from fighting that kid. I think the only um, the only the, the only biggest person- losers are the boxing fans in the boxing community. We're the biggest losers in this. Yeah, well, I was going to say the big the biggest like Paul had a lot more to lose in that fight than Askren did. Yeah, money, financially speaking, he doesn't have a boxing career. He's not a professional boxer. You keep- you can't be a professional boxer until you fight another professional boxer. You know who would disagree with you on that, though? Don't say Conor McGregor. Nope, not Conor who? McGregor. Uh, our friend, Mr. Stephen A. Smith. Oh, Jesus. Are you ready for this? Are you ready to get pissed? I don't want to be. Go ahead. All right, so this is what he posted on Twitter after the fight. See, this has to stop. Jake Jake Paul is not some scrub. He's a pro now. Askren, even though he's a UFC fighter, is a grappler, not a boxer. So why was he even in the damn ring? From now on, Paul needs to fight an actual boxer. He's going to hurt any non-boxer. Okay. Okay. So he's kind of saying what you are, but he's also saying he's a pro now. Yeah, he's wrong. He's wrong. And as someone who has covered pro boxing for many years or has tried to cover pro boxing, he does his best. He's fucking wrong and he should know better. He's not a pro boxer. I'll tell you what, let's give him one more celebrity fight. And this time we'll do it with a guy who's been training longer. How about he fights Mario Lopez? Jake Paul, AC Slater. I guarantee you Mario Lopez knocks that little fluffy headed dorks dick into the dirt. I guarantee it. Let's do that. Let, can we make that? Is that like we a, gotta talk is that like a well-known thing that Mario Lopez is a trained boxer? He has been training for years and years and years. Really? That would be and cool. legitimately can hold his own in the gym. I guarantee you he nice. fucks Jake Paul up. Huh. There you go. There's a celebrity boxing match that'll make money. Right. AC Slater versus a Paul. Done. Do it. Did you see that Logan Paul is on w, was on WWE at WrestleMania? I saw that, and I was disgusted, and then I just kept scrolling. Why? And I'm not even a wrestling fan. Yeah, huh. Okay. Let's not get off track here, because <laughs> Logan Paul is going to have his coming real soon, I guess, whenever he fights Floyd Mayweather, whenever that would be. The, the, what's so insanely bizarre to me is the fact that everyone's overlooking the obvious, okay? No one likes to talk about the obvious. They want to focus so hard on the fact that this kid can fight. He threw a simple one-two and knocked down a guy who, let's be all honest, is the heaviest he's ever been, has never been a boxer, so much so that he was proud of it when he fought in MMA. He wanted to prove that he could win with only his wrestling and not a strike. Who was retired, who just came off a hip surgery for how many months ago? Not that long ago. Okay. Also, way bigger than Ben Askren. Way bigger. Yeah, for sure. Ben Askren is not a cruiserweight. 
Right. In order to be a cruiserweight, he had to eat Krispy Kremes for three months. <laughs> Nate Robinson is not a cruiserweight. Right. Way bigger. No one's pointing out these obvious facts that A, he's not fighting boxers. B, he's doing very rudimentary boxing technique against guys who aren't boxers. And also, by the way, he's way bigger. No one's pointing these things out. It's driving me nuts. Okay, you want to win over my respect, fight a boxer. Fight a boxer. He's not going to do it. His team knows what they're doing. And I got news for them. If they think Conor McGregor oh, absolutely not. is going to fight this kid, they're sorely mistaken. It's never going to happen. Conor's way too smart and doesn't need the money to fight this kid. He's way too smart to put himself in a situation such as this one. It's got to be a fucking circus. Conor McGregor doesn't get involved in circuses. And you know what? If he does, he's the ringleader. Okay? I'm, cu- I'm curious who Jake Paul goes after next. Like, does he go after another MMA uh, an MMA fighter? And the reason why I say that is because, like, you know, he was trying hard there for a minute to get Conor. And, of course, Conor was smart enough to say, piss off. But I just wonder, does he, does Paul try to go on this whole, like, dude, I just knocked out another MMA fighter in two minutes. Now I think, you know, I have the right to fight Conor McGregor or something along those lines. Not another. It's his first one. Okay. Well, yeah. And again, it was the easiest one. Right. Let's, let's, let's be honest. Right. Well, okay. So from the what i've been what from what i've seen like interviews between both of the bo- both the paul brothers they're trying to build up to something like they're getting through a bunch of stuff like to build up to thinking that they're going to box each other and it's going to be this massive event remember didn't they say this is going to be the biggest event in sports history they said sports history so that's I what hope i'm both of them get hit by a meteorite <laughs> seriously so that's what i'm saying like logan paul is going to fight Mayweather and get his ass kicked. But does Jake Paul pick the right opponents to keep getting through to still build his I whatever career in in uh, air quotes career to where that's the ultimate goal is them facing each other thinking it's going to be like this huge event. He's going to continue to pick people that should he defeat them, stupid people will continue to buy into this bullshit because they are the only people that are buying into this bullshit. There were people saying, well, I don't know. He, he, if he beats Ben, you know, a real fighter, what does that say? Okay. Ben never boxed. We're talking about boxing. It's a different thing. Okay. Ben's 36 and has been retired and just had surgery. Okay. Ben doesn't give a fuck. Okay, Ben didn't even know who Jake Paul was. All of these things. I don't know. He might be a real boxer if he beats Ben. Okay. We're in the twilight zone. What is this? What are we doing? I don't You know what? I should fight Dylan Dennis because apparently that fight, apparently that fight was made, but Dylan Dennis, he said this on a podcast, and he's been talking a lot of shit, by the way. About Jake Paul. So that seems like the most logical choice. And again, if he beats Dylan Danis, you still don't win my respect. 
at all that you're a boxer. Dylan Danis isn't a striker. He's a jujitsu guy. Never been a striker. Um, ask any MMA guy or analyst who's watched him fight. They've pointed out the tremendous holes in his striking. But anyway, uh, Dylan Danis has been talking a lot of shit and did immediately after the fight, obviously. But uh, apparently they had the fight booked, but Dylan Danis asked for an extra month because he was injured of some way, in some way and he had to wait and Jake Paul didn't want to do it. That's what Dylan Danis is claiming. I don't know. So not to shift gears too much, but like for the Frank Mir fight, that he went, he lost in a unanimous decision, right? Yeah. Did you watch? Did you watch any replays of that? I didn't. I watched like five, ten seconds of okay. just him moving around with Steve Cunningham. I don't know how much he made, but shouldn't he feel like pretty shitty that he was on, like, the under fight or like under the Ben Askren and Jake Paul fight, and then the that fight happening how it happened. Why should he? How how old is Frank Mir? Do you know? Uh, I'm gonna say forty. You can just stop there. <laughs> we'll just call him forty. Why does he care? Why does he feel shitty? Who gives a fuck? <laughs> okay. What else does he have to do? Yeah, true. I'm sure he made good money for that. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's dumb. It's this is just insane to me. Again. People who don't know shit about boxing can keep thinking they're watching a guy who's completely skilled and is a boxer. That's fine. He hasn't fought a boxer. When he fights a boxer and defeats a boxer, fine. Every boxer on earth, amateur and pro, not only knows, but sees that one two coming. Okay. They know. Yeah. So if he wants to throw those lazy one twos at a real boxer, go ahead. Go ahead. See what happens. So if he say he gets a lower I I don't know exactly you know a lot more about boxing than I do but like I'm going to say this and I don't mean to be, to be offensive by any means but if he gets a lower level boxer and wins like does he still what get happened? does he still get your respect? Does yeah, he not get absolutely. respect? He yeah, does. Yeah, 100%. So as long as that's a boxer yes. like a professional boxer yes. and wins he gets your respect. Sure. Okay. He'll never fight a real boxer. I'm just throwing it out there now to I everyone. He's gonna, I think he's got to have. He's going to have to. Going to happen. I think he's going to have to. For what? To like he's he's going to have to like re- legit prove himself if if this escapade that he's putting on is going to pay out at, like big at some point. Well, he made over five hundred thousand dollars for that fight. Okay. And Triller has made it very clear that we're just going to throw some content at you. doesn't matter what it is, what's happening. We're just going to throw some shit at you, and you're going to watch. And, oh, by the way, the main event will be celebrity boxing, which is what that was. It was a celebrity boxing match. You had one group of people watching because of Jake, and you had another group of people watching because of Ben. I wish that would. I wish Tyron Woodley would have took that fight. I'm not saying he was offered it. I'm just saying I wish. I wish. I would have rather seen that. Okay, sure. The only reason I say that is because Tyron was there with Ben. Yeah, they're they're buddies. I know. 
Um, yeah, that's, <laughs> dude, it's unreal. Uh, yeah, I think I just I find it I find it hard to accept the amount of people that are you know buying into this. Yeah. That the oldest kid can really fight. Okay, fine. He can fight for a guy who's trained for three years, who's not fighting other fighters. Right. There's such a big difference. You know? Um, I, I just, the, the biggest thing to me is that, okay, yeah, you fought an MMA fighter. That's great. But you didn't fight one who was known for their hands. Like that, that would have, that would have given me a little more, like I would have had a little more respect for him if that would have been the case. Like a bit, like a Bisbing or something like that. I know we're kind of talking in circles. We're basically saying the same thing over and over again that people just don't understand and it's weird, but. Well, look, man, when you're, you're, we're, we're, it's like Groundhog Day. Having to hear this much about Jake Paul being called a real boxer, it makes you relive the same moment over and over and over. Yeah. Same day over and over and over. Because it's just too it's so hard to believe that this is where we're at in boxing. For me anyway. As right. someone who is a boxing fan. But well, no, let me he'll uh, never fight he'll never fight a boxer. I screenshotted this too. This was uh Ariel Helwani's tr- tweet after the fight. So he said, uh, Paul set it up with a jab and a straight right. Say what you will about Paul, but he has power. He has fundamentals. There's no debating this. The question is, who's next and how far can this all go? So far, so good. Okay. I just wonder I, I just wonder if he believes that, though. Does he have fundamentals? Sure. Everyone who, yeah, he learned a simple one, too. And he utilized it against a guy that doesn't know how to defend it. Because he trained for... A donut, a donut eating contest? <laughs> huh? I said he trained for a donut eating contest? He, he, he trained for three weeks in between heavy meals full of lasagna and, and garlic bread and fucking dessert. And it, but, okay, uh, that's fine. You're stating the obvious. Neat. He can throw a one-two. I'm not impressed. Why is anyone impressed by that? Go to any gym in the country and find a kid of his age who's been training for over for three years. We'll just say the same amount of time. They can throw a one-two. Yeah. They can do it at pads. They can do it in sparring. And they can do it in a real fight. Whether it lands the way it did, well, who's standing across from them? Right. I can't be the only <laughs> one thinking this way. I can't. Look. Ariel has to, he has to cover this like he's a moron because it's going to get him attention. Right. If he goes, Jake Paul's a, a Jake Paul's a, a fraud. No one pays attention to him. And, but if he also, if he says that he's the greatest thing to ever live, now people look bad at him, look down on him too. Cause they're like, dude, really? But it's bringing in the clicks. It's true. It's all that matters. Yeah. It's all that matters. Uh yeah, he should fight Dylan Dennis next. What, that you, should be the fight. So, did you see the weigh-ins for UFC fights last night? I did. Did you see that Jakar Close got hurt off of the push from Jeremy Stevens? Yeah, dude, he flew. 
Uh, yeah, he flew out of frame pretty quickly there. Apparently, so I, essentially the the non-medical term for what happened to him is whiplash. Oh, really? So it was, can, it was a neck issue? Well, that can give you a concussion. True. And apparently he has a concussion from that. Damn. Did he fall or anything? I don't think he fell. I think it was just the, the impact. I got gotcha. His head moving forward from the the impact. Um, yeah, that is, that's, I wonder, how do you punish Jeremy Stevens? That's what I was thinking. That's the first what thing that popped do? in my head. Like, what do you do to punish him? I mean, you can find him, I guess, but that's not, I haven't ever seen anybody get hurt off of that before. Yeah, that's bizarre. Um, or maybe you don't, and Close just comes back and says, listen, it was just in the heat of the moment, one of those things, and we move on. It just sucks because he missed up. They both missed their payday. Oh, close doesn't get paid. I, I don't know. Does he? I mean, they didn't fight. Does he still no, get? It's not his fault. I know. You got to pay him, dude. You have to pay him. If they didn't, that is criminal. I don't know. If, I don't know if he did or not. I'm not. Okay. I well, might have just I started have, a rumor. And I, I haven't seen to. anything about that, <laughs> uh, but I've also tried to stay off Twitter today to avoid the, the lunacy. Gotcha. Um. Yeah, that's that sucks. I like Jeremy Stevens. I do too. Um, that seems a bit out of character. Maybe not. He's always been a pretty ferocious dude. Um, now, what but, I did, what I didn't see leading up to that, all I seen was the push. Was there like smack talk between the two, and something pissed him off, and he pushed, or was he just, or maybe he just pushed a lot harder than he expected, or maybe close was off uh, balance a little bit when he got pushed and. Jeremy Stevens just tweeted that he felt like he got a little bit too close. That was pretty much it. And it didn't like, it didn't take long for him to push him. So no, there wasn't gotcha. much happening there. Gotcha. Okay. But still, you can't push a guy at the way. You just can't do that. Yeah. Um, so, but you watched the fights last night, right? Some of them. So did you watch Gastelum and Whitaker? Nope. No. I mean, it, no. it was a unanimous decision by Whitaker. Uh, I was just curious how, how the fight went. I imagine it was a good fight. Uh, from what I've read, it was a good fight. I was super tired. I had a long day yesterday, so I turned in. Um, by the way, UFC, can we get those fights going a little bit earlier? I know yeah, that sounds. I know, right? Where were where were they at? Were they overseas? No, they were here. Really, they were in Vegas. Huh. So uh, the main card started at nine. Uh, and oh, by the way, every main card fight went to a decision. So damn, it was a long, long night. It was a long night. Damn. So, okay, so the Connor Poirier three fight is on now for July. Is that right? Sure. Now, is that the first fight where we're back to like full capacity? Is that the one they're doing in Jacksonville? I think so. I guess. Yeah, you would think. Okay. You got I'm losing interest in that fight. I'm not gonna lie. I was, I can't believe from what I read, like on Twitter and stuff, I can't believe all the people that bought into Conor McGregor saying this fight is off. Yeah. Because they're saying that Poirier's saying that the money that Conor promised to pay to the foundation off of their last fight wasn't done, hasn't, right. hasn't been paid. So Conor says the fight's off because he's pissed that he's like, you know, mouthing them and down talking them and stuff. So it just, it blew my mind how many people bought into the fact that Connor can just say this fight's off. I'm not doing it. 
pretty sure there's more at play than just Connor saying I'm not fighting. Yeah, I mean, well, when Connor says something, it. Yeah, remember that time he said he retired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just I don't I don't know if I'm just losing interest just because of that and I don't know. I mean, I'll watch it again. You know, once it gets closer to the actual date, I'll get more excited about it. But right now, I don't care. Yeah, as much. I just don't. I don't think it was a necessarily a fight that had to be made right away. And the fact that Poirier would rather do that than fight for a title is bizarre to me. But did he have a choice though? I thought I read that he was offered the title shot and said, no, I want to fight Connor again. Really? I mean, it's a bigger payday, but I mean, Connor's probably. a, Connor's a bigger payday. And then if he does beat Connor for a second time and then goes after the title, that could yeah. be, that could mean bigger payday there too. Yeah. However, if he loses to Connor, now he may be farther away from the belt. He's very far away from the belt. If he yeah. loses to Connor. Yeah. Very far away. Which is kind of bonkers. <laughs> you still hate this. Cause Dude, he, that's what it is. Cause he man. just beat him. He just beat him. He's offered a title shot, but then if he fights the same guy again, and if he loses, now he's a far way away from getting that title shot again. That's bonkers. Yeah, it is because of who he's fighting. So if Connor, anytime Connor wins, he's basically stepped. He's cut in front, in front, in the line in front of you. He's cut the line in front of you. I know. So if I am Tony Ferguson, if I'm Justin Gaethje, if I'm Rafael dos Anjos, if I'm any of those guys, and Connor beats Dustin, I'm like, fuck. <laughs> like you, you, you really just go. All right, I'll just fight Connor then, right? Rather yeah. than be like, all right, am I closer to a title shot? Am I closer to a number like a number one contender fight? If Connor wins, you just go, God damn it. I probably just have to fight Connor now in order to get to that spot. Now that won't last long, right? Yeah. It, it, there's only so much more time where that's a thing. But yeah. I think it still is a thing. I just think it's I think it's still a thing. Um now did did Nate did Nate Diaz get a fight booked? Did I, did I see fighting, that recently? Uh, he's fighting Leon Edwards, right? Yeah, okay. Which, again, is insane. Uh, I, I mean, good for Leon. I mean, Nate's a name, so if he beats him, it's... So if we're talking about rankings, which we know blow balls in the UFC, but if we're talking about rankings, where is Edwards? Two or three. And Nate's like 15 Not, the last time I seen? I don't think he is. He's not. He's not even top fifteen now. He can't be. Well, probably, no, probably because fought. there's been so many fights and he hasn't fought in forever. Yeah, let me look him up. That's nutty. Uh, yeah, it's stupid. I mean, it's again, it's good for Leon because he still he still needs to get. He's just no one knows who he is. It's right. not his fault necessarily. He's just been it's been bad luck. So Leon's three. Okay. It's a. Uh, Usman's champ, obviously, Colby Covington, Gilbert Burns, Leon Edwards, Masvidal, Stephen Thompson, Vicente Luque, Kiesa, and I'm going down. Nate's not ranked. So, again, wow, is it bad if Leon loses to Nate? He probably doesn't fall far. You wouldn't think. But if it's not Nate and you lose to an unranked fighter, you're kind of fucked, right? Right. I don't know. 
So what if you had to make a prediction, what's your prediction with Usman and Masvidal? Mm, Usman does the same thing he did in the first fight. That's what I kind of expect, too. Pins him against the cage and yeah. just beats him up. Yeah. I don't think... I think strength's going to be a huge factor in that. Yeah, yeah, I think so. But I, I just... Masvidal tried to do that step-in uh, right hand in the first fight that uh, knocked Darren Till out. Mm-hmm. And uh, it landed, but it like it grazed him. But it, it was almost like Usman was waiting for that one shot, and he goes, all right, now that I've seen it, I've timed it, I know when it's coming and how it's coming. And, and I think from there it was – like as soon as I saw that he did that and missed, and then the second time he did it, or the first time he did it, he barely touched him. And then the second time he did it, he missed. I was like, ooh. Well, to me, that was the weapon that he had that could surprise Usman. Gotcha. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I like Masvidal's tough, but I just think Usman's just uh his 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 style is just it's a bad matchup for Masvidal. Yeah, true. Now, if Usman gets crazy and wants to stand with him the entire time and doesn't want to utilize the grappling at all, doesn't want to do what he did in the first fight, then he could. He could be in trouble. Yeah. Masvidal's a better stand-up fighter, but he's got to get in range. He's got to he's got to find a way to do it. Um, I still think Masvidal should have fought Covington, but whatever. I don't think we're ever going to see that fight. Really? I just think it's a bad. It's again. I think it's a bad matchup for him. I haven't if heard it's not for a title. Why do it? I haven't heard anything from Covington in a while. Good. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm mad about it. <laughs> Well, he's going to fight uh, Gilbert Burns, right? A, yes. I think they made that. And then who is who's Wonderboy fighting? Is he fighting anyone? Did they book him yet? I haven't heard anything I don't think about they did. Wonderboy lately either. I can't believe Stephen Thompson's still in the top five. <laughs> if you think about... Just think about how long it's been since he fought for a title. Woodley's nowhere near the top five anymore. Right. But think about, and he's only what three, three, four fights ago he had gotta, the title. You got to stop looking at it like that again. You every ha- loss has been consistently I, no, worse. I, I get it. I'm just I'm I'm looking as far as like rankings go. Just I don't. Does the UFC even understand their ranking system? No. Like it makes no sense where people get placed. I think the welterweight welterweight excuse me rankings look pretty good. It's not a division where I go, okay, that, that doesn't make sense. I think everyone's where they should be. Okay. Well, okay. When um, I was saying like Woodley's like oh, four. Tyron Woodley's ranked 10th still. My bad. When I, was say, when I was saying that he was like four fights ago, the champ, I, I wasn't saying that that's bad on UFC. I was right. just saying it's crazy to think that four fights ago, he was the champ. And then now we've had losses that are pretty rough. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying about Stephen Thompson. He's he, he. What did he do? So he lost two times in a row to Woodley. Then he lost to Till in a bad fight. Then he beat Vicente Luque. And then he beat. Is it, did he fight Jeff Neal? Is that who he just beat? That sounds right. So I mean, it hasn't been all that bad for him. And I mean, he's well, he's pushing forty. And I mean, he's. Honestly, probably 
one win away from a potential third title shot, which is yeah, he yeah, he beat Jeff Neal. Yeah, so oh god. But he did get knocked out by Anthony Pettis. Oof, oh I shit. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. That was crazy. Jesus. That was crazy. Did you see Jan's uh fighting Glover? I did. <laughs> oh man. There could be a 42-year-old champion in the UFC. Does Glover just die in the ring at some point? Like, is that how he goes out? He's never going to retire, right? Why retire when you're still as good as he is? I, I get it. But, I mean, there's there's I mean, there's many sports out there that you say the same thing with. However, MMA is probably the one you should really go with in, if you're going to use that logic. Sure. Well... He's fighting for a title, and the last time he fought for a title was in 2014. It took him seven years to get another title shot. Damn. I thought for sure he was done when Alexander uh, Gustafson uppercutted his face off. (laughs) Didn't his tooth, like, fly into the crowd? I thought he was done. (laughs) You could have said that would have been the fight, or perhaps the uppercut that Rumble landed on him. True, his man. head to fucking Neptune. That would that would kill anybody else. How you keep fighting after those two losses, and then not only do you keep fighting, but you find ways to win, and you beat really good competition. Uh, yeah, I mean, fuck it. I'll watch. I like both of those guys, though. I like, that's a good story. Yeah, Again, is. those are the stories that I like in fighting, especially the UFC. Um. So, uh, you know, I'll watch that. I'm but but if Jan gets through Glover, who's he got next? Well, I was just looking at the rankings there. That's a good question. So, I mean, it's 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 doesn't look great. So, Alexander Rakic is second in the rankings. I don't know how interesting that fight is to anyone. Uh, so, maybe, I don't know. I don't know. There's there's like a lot of good talent, but right now nothing's really moving in that division. Have we heard so. any, have we heard anything more about because uh, John Jones said that the deal has been made as far as with him and Francis, right? Speaking of things I don't care about. Have we have we heard a date or anything like that for that fight yet? No. We haven't? No. Huh. I'm interested to I I'm let's just say I'm interested. That's about as far as I'll go. I'm going to watch that fight if and when it ever happens. Yeah. But I want to make it very clear that I don't care before. I don't care. I don't care what the UFC has to say about it. I especially don't care what John has to say about it. I don't want to hear anything about his size. I don't want to hear anything. I don't care. I like how I like how I I honestly have I don't care about anything about this, but here's $70 cuz I'm going to watch it. <laughs> yeah, man. I'll watch. Yeah. That's a real fight between two real fighters. That's true. They can have my money. That's true. Jake Paul and Triller do not get my money. <laughs> I don't care if Ice Cube did do a, a, a duet with E40 and Snoop. I don't care. That happened? It's not called a duet. A duet. What is it when it's three people? I don't know the proper know. word. Yeah, that happened. Wow. The Black Keys played. Dude. For like 30 minutes, apparently. They like opened the show. Who, Who the fuck? What promotion put that this watches on? fighting wants to watch the Black Keys? What promotion put this on? Triller. 
Okay, uh, you keep saying Chuck. I don't. I don't know anything about Triller. Is it's that new. a that's it's a new. that's a new promotion? So yeah. it's, it's not like a legit uh, like boxing promotion that's been around for a while or anything. No, no, it's okay. a new thing. They're trying to take. They're trying to combine fighting with with you know. Uh, I guess for a lack of a better way of explaining it, youth culture or urban culture or okay. entertainment. So music okay. entertainment, probably a combination of all three and then combine it with fighting. Look, I, I dude, I, I like boxing. I like concerts. I like music. So you combine the two. I'm, that's cool. Yeah. But can we do it for a real boxing event? <laughs> Just saying, um, you know, if you want to give me uh Errol Spence and and Terrence Crawford. I'll pay for that pay-per-view even without the music entertainment. But then if you combine the music entertainment with that fight, absolutely. I'm in, you know, you were, was it, wasn't it that event you were talking, I think you texted me last night and you were like, where's all the money coming from for this? Yeah. Cause yeah. Know, yeah, cause you their money, yeah. Cause you showed me just like the top four fighters, what they're, what they were making off of it. And then if you throw in all the big name, like bands and artists and stuff that were attached to it too, that's, there's a lot of money coming from somewhere for that. Can we do something? What's that? Can we get a petition going (laughs) with as many signatures as we can get and send it to Triller and ask them that they never, ever, ever again, let that douchebag Pete Davidson anywhere near a boxing broadcast. Can we do that? Okay, so you say broadcast. Did he was he the like actually broadcasting for the fights? Yes. What the fuck? He was a part of the commentary team. Uh, did you listen to some of it? No, I can't. I can't do that to my brain. Why? Who thinks Pete Davidson would be a great boxing Again, analyst? They're trying to appeal to the younger audience that Jake Paul and Pete Davidson appeal to. Okay, so I wonder if Pete Davidson has any kind of a background with boxing or has he like does not he, zero. Zero. Is that you just you saying zero or I know you know for I a know. fact that he does not have any? So was he there for like comp comedic aspect? Did you just call him a comedian? <laughs> what else <laughs> what else could he have been there to do? Well, yeah, he's the commentary. He's a funny guy. He's a young guy. He's he's hip he's hip. Okay. He's down. Okay. That's why he was there. Okay. He called uh, Ben Askren a tool during the broadcast, and Ben Askren tweeted like right after that. He was like, I dare him to come to my dressing room. Something like that. Um, dude, that headline would be epic, though. I, I Dude. I, ben, Ask, again, ben, Askren, ben Askren assaults Pete Davidson in his locker room. I would love room. every moment of it. I would, I would retweet <laughs> it for weeks. I would watch it for months. Oh, I would talk about it on this podcast for years. We would just relive that moment every podcast. Um, this, but this is this is the culture now. I I sent you that video. I took a, a video of Sports Center. Yeah. Um, and I cannot for the life of me remember what fight it was. But they were doing their top ten, and uh, one guy just <laughs> knocked a guy out cold. And the 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 Sports Center lady was like, "Nighty night." Nighty night, don't let the bed, bed bugs bite. And I was like, hey, asshole. He didn't strike out. He didn't miss a game-winning shot. He didn't drop a touchdown pass. He got knocked out. 
It's a different thing. It's a different thing. Yeah. Don't mock him. Yeah. You know? It's almost like it's not that big of a deal that somebody just got knocked out. Well, to them, it's not anymore. I know. It's not. It's just, it's, inter- it's, it's just it's, entertainment uh, now. It's not. Well, that's yeah. how we let Pete Davidson be a part of any. Forget about boxing. Sports broadcast. Why is he anywhere near anything athletic, anything competitive? What? what why is he? Right. Isn't that a weird I, thing, though? Like that boxing or MMA is just like it's become entertainment more than anything now, more than like what MMA is. It's, beca- it's professional wrestling. Yeah. Last night proved that. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, well, and, and you still have, uh, you know, the the common fan of like MMA who just wants to see somebody get knocked out. They just want to see people throwing hands constantly for, you know, five rounds. That's all That's all they want to see. They don't want to see do jujitsu and groundwork and things like well, that. I think the UFC is getting there. Slowly but surely, they're getting there with the casual fan. You think? It's going to take more time. It's no, I'm not saying they're there, but they're getting there. Yeah. So... I, to be honest with you, I don't know that they'll ever get there, but they'll get close. Right now, they're not as close as they should be, but they'll get close. Uh, one thing that will not help them are more of these fucking circus events like last night. Yeah. Even though it was boxing, it doesn't help MMA. It doesn't. It doesn't help the younger. It doesn't help bring in the younger generation of fan. And, and really get them to know the sport for what it is, get to know what these guys go through to train for this sport. They are going to think it's as easy as somebody like Jake Paul stepping into a ring and knocking somebody out. Okay. Look, a person with brains would go, hey, you sound dumb when you say that because all people have to do is pay attention. And they go, well, people don't. So maybe well, you that, Yeah. People don't have attention spans anymore to actually – Pay attention I don't think to it's this. about attention spans, though. I just you have even if it even if it beyond the attention span, I think you have to you have to do your due diligence and and know a little bit about both boxing and MMA and about what it takes to be elite. You know. Yeah. Well, I think people just look at stuff on the surface level when it comes to that because of the entertainment factor. Well, I, I, this is the thing, though, and this is why it works with fighting. I think you said this earlier. So let's say Ben or not Ben Askren, Jake Paul challenged another celebrity to, I don't know, a fucking game of horse, right? What we what we find out after that is that, oh, like Jake Paul's been taking basketball really seriously for the last three years. And the person who he challenged hasn't played a lick of basketball their entire life. Jake Paul should have a pretty easy time at winning that game of horse, right? Yeah, is, but but, well, but, but, but but we're not impressed by that. Well, because it's not fighting. Hmm. He didn't knock someone out. But it's not that Ben Askren didn't have any that experience playing basketball. He just knows how to dribble. He's just not good at shooting. <laughs> fine, that's fine. I'm glad you said that. That was poetic, sir. Thank, Thank you. you. I appreciate you for that. Oh, it makes sense. You though, win. Right? You win the podcast for the day. <laughs> I appreciate okay, it. You win. I appreciate it. This might be the first um, one that I've won. So, God damn, what are we talking about? I don't even know anymore. I don't know. Um, 
yeah, dude. I, well, I don't know where to go. My brain is fried just from talking about these morons for so long. <laughs> well, did you have anything else today? Like any other, uh, anything that's happened this week or anything that really caught your attention this week? I got to say RIP Black Rob. I know you don't know who that is. No, I don't. <laughs> go check out Black Rob. RIP. He was 51. Okay, I'm not. Rappers in their 50s are just dropping, apparently. Who is Black Rob? Oh, yeah. Uh, I, the only song that I think you might have heard would be a song called Woe. Okay. I'll look it up. I'm going to play it right now. Okay. We owe it to Black Rob for you to hear that song. Okay. At least for 10 seconds. Did you listen to any DMX? I did. In honor? I did. You did. Yes, I did. What did you listen to? And if you say anything about him barking, I'm going to get upset. <laughs> that was funny, though. This, uh, no, it's not funny. Uh, I I just put on a greatest like a uh, like greatest hits dealio, whatever you call it. Dealio. Yeah, I don't think he actually had a. I don't think he. In a long time. I don't think he actually has a greatest hits, but if that's what you would consider it, that's what I would Excuse say. Excuse me. Does he have a greatest hits album out? Yes. No shit. Okay. Okay. I didn't mean why to disrespect. Say, now, why would you say that? For a man that has as many hits as DMX, why would you say I don't think he has a greatest hits? I didn't. I've never seen an actual greatest hits album put out. I'm glad that there is. You bother me. I know. All right. Here we here we go. I don't think I've ever heard this. You haven't heard that song? I don't think so. Go check out Black Rob. Okay. How dare you? Um, remember when rap intros were that long? Uh, maybe they. Give I me, guess they still are, but give me some examples of like who would have intros that long. Um, well, you know, like a lot of the the earlier rap songs from like the early two thousands and late nineties, like they had radio cuts because there were like interludes that would last like two minutes long where it's just a dude like telling a girl he's going to fuck her or another guy is going to beat beat his ass or like yeah and then there would be like intros that were way too long so they had like radio cuts uh one i can think of is a rough riders anthem okay if i'm thinking correctly but anyway like they i guess that people still do that but um do you know the song do you know the <laughs> emo the band delamitri no I don't know how we went from Black Rob to Delamitri, but you don't know who Delamitri is. The, the fact that the fact that you're saying these names, I have no idea how far away from each other Black Rob and Delamitri is. Extremely far. <laughs> I don't. I've never Delamitri's heard either. One of hit those wonder. Things. Hold on. I'll, you'll know the song when I play it. I guarantee it. Okay. Uh, it was a one-hit wonder from the '90s. Okay. So I didn't know this, and the only reason I knew this is I used to. Uh, I used to work with a guy who was a really popular DJ on the radio at the time when this came out, but he was, it was a top 40 station. And he goes, this would be my least favorite song to play because we would have to go through. Apparently it had a four minute intro. Dang. Something like that. And I, again, I'm this conversation between me and this guy was probably 20 years ago, but I saw, I'm not remembering all of the details, (laughs) but I know it was long. This is the song, you know, this song. Dude, you don't know this song? I know the song. Okay. 
So this was, you said this was 90s? What? You said that was 90s? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that, I was I was just going to go off and name like a bunch of bands that are around, around that time that kind of had that sort of sound, but. Go ahead. Well, I mean, it would be like, even like Bare, Lake, Bare Naked Ladies had that kind of sound in like. Uh, Kill me. Uh, uh, who sang uh, um, like Eagle Eye Cherry and um, is that uh, is that Save Tonight? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what about Spin Doctors? Woo. Two Princes, isn't that what it's called? And then uh, they had another song. Another song too. What was it? There was two songs. I don't know the other one. What is the other one? I always forget the other the other one. Doesn't matter. <laughs> um. How about Chumbawamba? Oh, snap. A little tub thumper action. So somebody asked this question. We had a, an email going around. The top five. What? So I guess what were the music industry's top five one-hit wonders of the 90s? I would say Chumbawamba was probably number one, right? It was on there. It was that one, Torn by Natalie Imbruglia. Okay. Uh, and I remember, I guess, three of them. Surprisingly, ah, fuck. Uh, 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 Bittersweet Symphony. The Verve. Mm-hmm. I just heard that last night, actually. That song's on every three minutes everywhere around the world. <laughs> You'll find it somewhere. <laughs> but the song that was on it, and it pissed me off because it's not actually a 90s song. It was 500 Miles by The Proclaimers. Oh, okay. You know that song? Yeah, I do. That's not a 90s song. So I was pissed because I didn't guess it because I knew... It's not a '90s song. Like late, However, is it like it became, late '80s or early 2000s? Like came out in the late '80s, but it did okay. not become a hit until 1993 when it was included on a soundtrack. Gotcha. It flopped as a single in the '80s. Gotcha. Okay. Huh. Also, one of the most annoying songs in the history of music. But <laughs> what can you do? Yeah. So that Delamitri song had like a four-minute intro, and it's only a two-minute, two and two-minute and twelve-second song total. Wow. Which is great. That's nuts. You want to be on the radio? Make a two-minute song. They'll be really happy with you. Oh, what about uh, Wallflowers? One Headlight? One Headlight? Yeah. That might have been That might have been in the top five. And again, this was just music industry, top five. They don't know shit about Dick, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, like Fastball. Fastball. The Way was their big okay. one, and then there was another one, too. Wait, what's Fastball? Didn't we have this conversation with Joel? Yeah, we did. What's fastball again? What? You say what? I forgot about this. What's fastball? Oh, you want to know what, is that how a the band song or a song? No, that's the band. The band is called Fastball. The They're called Fastball? Yes. The song is called The Way, which is yes, actually a pretty which is pretty a pretty weird song. It's it's based off of a true story about uh parents who just left their kids and went and committed suicide. Jesus. It's pretty dark. Something tells me, uh, oh boy. <laughs> You're gonna vomit. <laughs> I hate this song. I can't. I can't. Oh my good God. Oh. Oh. Yeah, that, that's so funny. Uh, yeah, that's a really peppy, happy song. I was watching That Thing You Do the other day. Is- that's a great movie. Is that the one with like Tom Hanks? 
Yes, man. Okay. The yes, the the Oneaters, that movie. The I haven't seen the movie since like high school. That's not a movie you watch one time in your life and then forget about for many years. That you watch that. <laughs> you really bother me. Jesus. Why do you always make me ask what you do with your time? Well, anyway, it's a good, it's a great, it's one of my favorite movies about the music industry. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah, 100%. It is really good. Um, and that's where, I mean, one hit wonder, that's the idea. Yeah. Um, you have a band that just kind of happens. The song happens, it's a hit, and then they break up. <laughs> it's just disappear forever. Um, but I remember there's a scene in the movie at the end where, you know, eventually the the demise of the band where, you know, Tom Hanks is Tom Hanks's character is basically explaining like we need something peppy. We need something happy, something snappy. And I think he goes, yeah, yeah. He goes, I don't want any of any of this lover's lament crap. So yeah, I just made me think of that because that song is about something heavy like that. Gotcha. A lot of 90 songs were though. Like the, what was it? Runaway train was about kids. Oh, soul asylum. Yeah. And there were a lot of, there was a lot of dark shit in the nineties, but yeah. Um, a lot of them became pop songs. It's kind of crazy. Most Nirvana songs that were, you know, big songs, the, 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 the actual imagery and the things he was saying, the message was dark, very dark, but he had a really good way about writing pop songs, man. I mean, he took, he took a lesson or a page out of the Beatles book, man. He just, Here's four chords. I'm going to make it as catchy as possible. And, you know, they were just able to make it rock harder, I guess. I don't know. Right. But yeah, that thing you do, that's a, that's a really good movie about the music industry. I'm trying to think of other ones that I think are good. I'm sitting here going through my head about the other more 90 songs that were hits. What about uh, uh, the new radicals? You get what you give. That's a good one. That's a really good song. Mm-hmm. That's a good song. Um, I'm too sexy, right? Said Fred. Don't know why I thought of that one so quickly. Uh, so when when this person or the, when this email oh, chain went hang, around, hang, 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 hang on before you move on. I got. I don't want to forget this one. Was Harvey Danger '90s? Yeah, Flagpole oh, yeah. Sitta. Okay. Oh yeah, okay. that's a great song. Okay. Harvey Danger is actually a really good band. Really, I, haven't heard, really I, don't, I haven't heard anything else besides that. No one has, but they've done it. <laughs> they put it out. Okay. What about mm-hmm. uh, Local H? Remind me. Oh, come on. Um, shoot. I don't remember. They're actually playing the, I think, Blueberry Hill here soon. What? Yeah, they're coming back. They're, they're coming through St. Louis playing like small clubs. Uh. Well, that's a good one to play. The Duck Room is one of my favorite yeah. rooms to play in St. Louis. What is that song? I love it. Do you I'm have it pulled it up? up? Bound for the Floor? Uh, that's High-fiving not... Motherfucker? Yes, that's it. High-fiving, High-fiving Motherfucker? Yes. That's their most popular song? <laughs> yeah, well, for me, it was. I know about these guys, apparently. There's not much to the song, really. I want to point something out. I don't hate them. I hate you. <laughs> I know. 
Well, Bound for the Floor is the one that comes up first. What is that thing? They are. Oh, this one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's a good song, Everyone too. Knows that song. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. <laughs> are they from the 90s? I think so. What about, like, was Crash Test Dummies the 90s? For sure. And Cake? Was Cake the 90s? Let me tell you something about Cake. I'm listening. One of my least favorite bands of all time. I cannot stand that gimmicky bullshit. I don't know that I know the gimmick. I just know the music. What's the gimmick you're talking about? Listen to them. Okay. <laughs> you really take that seriously? Um, yeah, I don't like that. And that's so weird, too, because when I say that, people are like, you don't like cake? I'm like, no. Like, you're a 90s kid. I'm like, yeah, I don't like cake. Um, another one's Weezer. I okay. just don't like Weezer. Yeah, I'm not the biggest I fan. never have. That's on Island in the Sun. I've had dreams about that playing at my funeral. Wow. Yeah. What Everyone's it? kind of sitting around, kind of not crying, but they're bummed. And then Island Sun's Island of the Sun is playing in the background. Whoa. Yeah. That one in uh, Cannonball by the Breeders. I don't know who the Breeders are. Another 90s uh, one hit wonder. What about, uh, again, what about Silver Sun pickups? Uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I, I saw them live at... Um, Peabody, I don't know anything about them. I can't. I couldn't tell you anything about them. I think, I recite one of I their think songs. Lazy Eye was their biggest song. Hey, he's a whisper singer. Do you like them? You like a whisper singer? I guess I do. Hypocrite. I am. This is Cannonball. I have. I like seriously have goosebumps right now, but in a bad way. The song makes me cringe. I don't know what it is. Get to it already, would you? Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I gotcha. Do you remember the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs? Yeah, I like them, actually. Really? Yeah. What was their really, big song? Ma- Maps? Uh, Maps is their big song, right? Yeah, they're really good live as well. Um, What about, were you a Radiohead fan? No. No? Uh, early Radiohead from the 90s? Sure. I mean, because of the time. And just, but no. Okay. No, I just, it's, they're one of those bands too, where their fan base really just makes you dislike them. It's kind of like tool fans. Tool fans are the worst. Is it just like at some point you just have to go, Hey, 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 there are other bands besides tool. Shut (laughs) up. Wear a different shirt. Shut up. Okay. Oh, by the way, you have a dick on your shirt. I don't know if you knew that. Um, yeah, their 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 fan base is wicked annoying. Okay. Um, I think Finn McKenzie did a video on that. It's just terror, like bad fan bases. I mean, Metallica is another one where people say the fan base is annoying, but I don't really see it that way. Every Metallica fan I know is pretty chill about it. I think it's just like a given. Like you should like Metallica because they're they're awesome. They're pioneers, you know? Yeah. But they're not like crazy, like in your face, screaming metallic in your face. There are people like that. Or like the people that yell Slayer at live shows. Right. They should all be taken to a dark room and some kind of torture done, performed on them. Um, <laughs> or the people that yell like Leonard Skinner or play Skinner. Do people yell that or did I just make that up? People do that. No, right? I think it's Freebird. 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 Yeah. You're close, yeah. though. <laughs> I mean, it's the band. Um, 
fucking. I'm trying to think of that other '90s song that was on the, and I was like, yeah, that that one doesn't really. I think I said them all, but then I looked at. So anyway, my point was, then I looked at like the top selling songs, one hit wonders of the '90s. Like, there's like Baby Got Back, Ice Ice Baby, right? Um, there was another one that was really surprising that I can't seem to remember now, but. All of those songs, like the music industry people picked, because like, they they were like deep, they were like good songs, good artistry. And it was funny. The person that emailed that to me, I go, "Well, what is this? How are how are we creating? Is like is it top selling? Because I think if it's top selling, I could name all five. He goes, "No, it's music industry people's top five. I'm like, "Well, they don't know anything, so this could be anyone." You know, what about the Macarena? Yeah. The sure. Mambo number five. How about like uh, Live in La Vida Loca? <laughs> you have to take things to a weird place. <laughs> I know. But I don't think he's, he's not a one wonder. He had another song that was a hit. Yeah, that uh, Shake Your Bon Bon. Is that right? So you don't know who Black Rob is. Absolutely. You know Absolutely. Ricky Martin singles. Absolutely. What What boy band is he from? That I don't know. Menudo. Huh. What was it you said before I gave Ricky Martin examples? I have no idea. <laughs> what 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 band? What uh-huh. you mentioned a band and it uh clicked in my head, but I don't remember what you said. I don't either. Damn it. You said Ricky Martin and my, my whole entire <laughs> existence <laughs> shut down. Um You gotta think, man, you, like when I was like I I got into like harder rock and stuff after uh probably not until like I got into like freshman sophomore year. Yeah. But like my late elementary early middle school was like Z1077 days. Okay. So who 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 are some of which the Which was a that lot really of like which would, which was you. I wouldn't say they made an impression on me. I'm just saying that's the kind of music that like the poppier type music at that time. So you don't listen to pop music now? I do. But not like the same. So apparently Justin Bieber, and I guess it's his newest single, which by the way is a pretty good song, but um, apparently he ripped off Toto in that song. Really? Yeah. Uh, But let's be honest. How many pop artists have ripped off or have similar sounding chord progressions, anything like that well, who as was, an artist from their era. Who was it? Was it Weezer that just put out Africa by Toto? Yeah. Why? Not to, Why? Not Why? Not to Why? I don't know. I'm not really sure. <sighs> not really sure. Standard four chords of rock, right? Has the uh, so that would be the one chord D to the four to six to five. I've made videos on this talking about the four chords of rock music or pop music. 
So it sounds familiar because of that. Let me play it again for you. That's actually two songs playing simultaneously. Whoa. It's Anyone, the current huge hit by Justin Bieber, and Going Home by Toto. I'm going to alternate between the two songs now. Check it out. Steve Lukather from Toto and as I was going through their catalog of songs I went back and I listened to Toto 20 like you do to prepare for an interview and I listened to it and I realized that that's exactly like the Justin Bieber song I had just featured Justin Bieber's song on my top 10 now do you think that's really how he discovered this or do you think he spends all of his time that, trying to call out pop artists for this shit yeah that sounds like that's exactly what happened but there are guys, I mean, this guy's a musician. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll say his name, Rick Beato. He has, guess how many subscribers he has on YouTube? Is this all he does? Yeah. Well, he does music videos. I mean, he does like instrumental, like instructional stuff too. And like interviews artists. But so it, just guess. If you had to guess how many subscribers he has on YouTube. 400,000. 2.25 million. Holy balls. This video I'm watching here has 600,000 views. Wow. 27,000 likes. Anyway, uh, so you get the, you kind of get the point. But it, so I just, uh, it made me go, well, that is similar, but you could do that with so many songs. There's... There are only so many chords, dude. There are only so many notes. Yeah, I don't know. You're going to find shit that's similar. I don't know if it was just a 90s thing. Uh, but it seems like to me that 90s is the more more times where I've heard it in 90s music. But like, and I don't have any off the top of my head, but I know that there's like quite a few songs that if the beginning start, if I listen to the first like four seconds, this could go any like two or three different ways as far as what the song's going to be. You know what I mean? Like the opening to a song is a pr- pretty dang close to the opening to one or two other songs around that same time period. Yeah. Eh. Like I said, I don't have the examples off the top of my head. I just know I like that happened to me last night when we were because I just had like nineties uh nineties hits playing on YouTube just while we were doing so other saying stuff. There and, were several hits, several songs from the nineties that had similar intros. Yeah. To where I literally mm-hmm. listened to the first few seconds and I'm like, oh, it's this song, and then it ended up being a, this other song. Like, whoa. Yeah, I mean, there are hundreds of songs from the 90s from like grunge bands, and I hate using that term, but are alternative bands that have a similar intro to Black Hole Sun. Yeah. Like, oh, snap. The Butthole Surfers. What about them? We were naming bands a while ago. Oh, snap. The Butthole Surfers. <laughs> you might be the only human in history that said that. Um, I'll take that. I'm fine with that. Were you, yeah, so you I weren't mean, a those fan? Songs are, that's similar, I guess, but like. I don't know. Did he rip them off? Oh, but the interesting thing about that was, is he, he looked up the Bieber song. That Bieber song had nine writers. Damn. It took nine people to write that song. And that, that's kind of the way pop, pop music is today. Anyway, mm-hmm. it's like they used to have, uh, I don't know, man. 
That's pretty insane. It is, but. It's a lot of people getting paid for one song. If they got paid at all. They probably got a little small fee up front. You think? Which is why you have these writing teams now. What that means is if someone contributes. So one of those, one, one of the nine writers could have contributed minimal, minimal, meaning like, oh, change I gotcha. that lyric to this or change that note to this. It could have been that simple. Gotcha. And he, they have to be called a writer of the song if gotcha. they were in the room, you know, mm-hmm. um, it's the way it is. So gotcha. That's how you get writing credits. Right. Well, but if, you, if you want a career as a writer, be listed as a, on the credits of a Justin Bieber song, you're, you're probably going places. You'll probably sure. be just fine. Yeah, for sure. But then, so after I watched that video, it made me think, you remember we talked about it, I think, but the, the yellow card lawsuit against juice world, like yeah, they yeah. didn't drop it after he died. Right. Which we thought was kind of like, okay, that's kind of in poor taste. Like the dude's fucking dead. Can we just like, let it, let it rest for a minute. Right. Have you ever listened to the, the yellow card song? I don't remember what it is. What was it? What was it? It's not a single. It's just an obscure album song. So at the time I'm not a yellow card fan. And I guess at the time I knew the juice world song. Okay. So I was thinking like, okay, the yellow card song that he apparently ripped off has to be like a popular song right they have to be claiming that no they're claiming that he ripped off like some obscure album song from them right and so i actually listened to the song and i was like you guys are stretching it thin like how how did you even come to this conclusion and it's really just the vocal melody it's it's so you don't remember what the song was i no i'd have to look it up and do you remember what album it's off of no oh i'll say i followed yellow card quite a bit i was a pretty big fan I'm going to go ahead and say, is their second album called Lights and Sounds? Uh, I don't. Huge fan, are you? Remember. So I followed them quite a bit. Well, actually, there's only like two albums that I followed, which was the first one, which was titled Ocean Avenue, wasn't it? Sure. I think. And then the one after that might have been Lights and Sounds. No, I want to say it had the word walls in it. Paper walls. Does that sound right? Maybe. I mean, there was a song called Lights and Sounds. I don't remember. Now, I got, now you're going to make me look it up. But I just thought it was who they had to have been instructed by someone else. We're like, hey, that sounds like you guys' song. You might have a case here. Oh, by the way, he's the hottest artist on earth. You could get some money out of this. Right. Nope, you're right. Well, hang on. Yeah, Lights and Sounds. Damn, I'm wrong. Is there a song on there called Paper Walls or something like that? You're a super fan. Oh, wait, no, no, uh, hang on. No, you're right. There was, so there was an album in between there. So you had Ocean Avenue, then you had Lights and Sounds, then you had Paper Walls. So that gotcha. light, so that Lights and Sounds album just passed me by, apparently. Well, that's neat. I remember it was more of a rock record. Okay. Huh. They were big for a minute, weren't they? Ish. Ish. I don't know. They won an MTV Video Music Award. Really? Guess didn't do much for them. But that was when MTV was also still playing rock music. So yeah, at that tail tail end, I remember the Video Music Awards. They played. They shared time with Hoobastank. Wow. 
like Hoobastank did a verse chorus and bridge of the reason. And then yellow card did like a, a, a verse chorus bridge of ocean Avenue. I was like, huh. really MTV. They both can't have their own performance time. Right. We can't get the full songs. <laughs> like this is what it's become, <laughs> but they still played rock music then. Man, we should like maybe next episode or sometime soon go over like what we just did with the nineties naming up naming bands. We should do that same thing with like early two thousands. One hit wonders? Eh, maybe not one hit wonders, but more like rock bands. Of that time of that time period, like around yellow card. Which I guess you'd you know, you had blank bleak one eighty two, you'd have I mean there's a shitload. So like popular, like like top selling rock bands like what are we talking about sure well i don't know top selling because I, I doubt yellow card would be included in that would they i think they did okay for a while i mean top selling of that time period you know get blink 182 but like all american rejects fallout boy all american rejects newfound glory panic panic at the disco um newfound glory man i need to I need to put that album on again. That Sticks and Stones album, I loved. Yeah, I never really got into them, but seen them live a couple of times. They're really fun. Really, really good band. Um, yeah, I don't know. One was All Time Low. I had to been. Was that later? Was that around the same time? That band's huge. I, I had no idea. Because um, again, another band that just kind of passed me by. I mean, it's not really my necessarily my thing, but they... Uh, I just saw a video like they're they just released something. It had like 30 million views Damn. on YouTube. I was like, Jesus Christ. Like I didn't realize what do you do? Well, anyway. I mean, there, there's there's more bands around that time that I don't know if they were considered one hit wonders, but didn't have many hits, but like some of them hit pretty hard, like uh oh like SR seventy one. Did they have did they have more than just like one or two hits? I don't, pretty, I don't know who that is. Oh, uh, yeah, you do. I know the name, but right now is the song. Um, shit, I can't think of how the tune goes. It's not pl- playing in my head. It's fine. I'll take. I'll take your word on that one. You would like it, though. I think American Hi-Fi. There you go. That's a good one. Who sang? Uh, do you remember Dear Maria? Count me in. That song. No. Hang on. I got to play. Is that, is that Mayday Parade? <laughs> no, but I like Mayday Parade. Oh, okay. Do you like I May- know. Do you like Mayday Parade? I don't know much about them. Again, saw them live once and it was like, okay, sure. It's fun. Oh, all time low is Dear Maria. Count me in. So there you go. I got your picture. I'm coming with you. Dear Maria, count me in. This is This is. No. We'll, we'll call it way after. Really? I don't completely dismiss music that sounds like that, but yeah, that was. Um, okay, so SR seventy one. Right now, here we go. Oh yeah, I know the song. that's been in four hundred movies. Yeah. <laughs> what was the OK Go? Is that the band or the song? Isn't that isn't that a band? OK Go. Um, I don't know. Let's find out. Dan, 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 Dan. 
Okay. Oh, that's how it sounds. They're horrible. Yeah, it is. Um, do you know what? Did you did you say what the song was you're talking no. about? Uh, uh, let's see. Here, this here is... she goes. Here she goes again. Oh, uh, here it goes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Here yeah. it goes again. Here it goes again. Doom, 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 doom. Something like that. Yeah. Exactly what I just mouthed. <laughs> this sounds a lot better the way you just mouthed. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Wait, who sang the song? Uh, or was that that song? Hang on. I gotta play it again. In the video, they were on treadmill. Okay. Um, anyway. Steady as she goes. Is that that song? No, that's someone else. Who's Steady that? Steady as she goes. Yeah, who's that? I don't know. That's more like of a like a white stripes band. I feel. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, that whole the rack on tours. Who? The rack on tours. Yeah. Yeah, that makes that sense. That whole thing is. That's not my. Were you a white stripes or Jack White fan at all? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Okay. Absolutely. I remember when that uh what was that what was that big song by the White Stripes that came out that was annoying as hell. Yeah. Uh, it sounds about shit. right. What is that song? It's That's uh, music designed to make me hate white people. <laughs> and on that note, I'm going I got to go. <laughs> oh, Seven Nation Army. Yeah, yeah, sure. Sure. Was that on Guitar Hero? I feel like they had a song on Probably. Guitar Hero that really, really made me angry. Probably. <laughs> All right, so you really got to go? Yeah. All right. Let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. R.I.P. Black Rob. Rest in peace. R.I.P. DMX. I don't think... R.I.P. DMX. Rest did, in did peace. That, that happened after we recorded last, right? What? The DMX passed. I thought we, we talked about it on the last podcast. I thought he was right. I, I, okay. My, my bad. Oh, he I, wasn't dead yet. You're right. I so, thought yeah, he was R, R, still shit. on right. life R. support. R. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway. Anyways. All right, we're out of here. Peace. Power. <laughs>